Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Howdy, neighbors, and welcome to our second episode on The Road to Rural Prosperity. Our traveling companion today is Brent Kissling, Executive Director of the Oklahoma Department of Commerce. Today's conversation being sponsored by Bank First. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and loyal to you. And by the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center, envision a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma. Brent Kissling will be joining us in just a few moments. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma, and their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. Howdy, neighbors, and welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity. Joining us today is the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Department of Commerce, Brent Kissling. Mr. Uh, Mr. Director, uh, thank you for being with us today, Brent. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Hard to not to just call you Brent. <laughs> Please do. Please uh, call me Brent. Uh, before we talk a little bit about the, your role here at the Department of Commerce within the Kevin State Administration, I wanted to take a few minutes, if we could, to talk a little bit about uh, your, your involvement uh, back all the way to your agricultural roots uh, in north central Oklahoma. Grew up on a farm, yep. a, a wheat farm, What yes. uh, in uh, in uh, the uh, Burlington, Burlington community. That's right. Northern Alfalfa County. Grew up uh, wheat and cattle was definitely my background. Dad, uh, Dad always kidded us that we only had to work half days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that was a great way to grow up. So glad that uh, did that. Went off to Oklahoma State University and then had the opportunity to work for Senator Inhofe doing his agricultural issues for five or six years. And then... Uh, uh, having the opportunity to work for USDA Rural Development and Bush administration, working in local economic development in Enid uh, last several years, and, and, and now landing here. Absolutely love it. Now, in, in amidst of all of that, back in the days in Burlington, you uh, uh, were a high achiever uh, with uh, with FFA. Was it still was it FFA at that point where they still at least for a year or two called Future Farmers? They, they actually changed the name while I was in school. Oh. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, had had the opportunity to to learn how to articulate a point, how to how to uh, give public speeches, how to uh, blow dry a calf and yeah, show a lamb. I, I got to learn all of that growing up. And uh, achieved uh, officers, uh, twice a state officer for Oklahoma FFA. Yep. Yeah, served as state FFA president. I believe that would have been in 91, 92. 
Um, seems like a long time ago now. Now, you, you haven't actually been a, a, a true politician, at least uh, in your public life, but in your FFA <laughs> career, you were a politician. Well, I yeah, I got to go f- uh, shake hands and kiss babies and, and uh, travel the state whenever I ran for secretary and then again running for president. And that was a, a very valuable time for me because uh, that was my first time that I really got to, uh, to see the entire state and see how agriculture works in cotton country and in forestry industry and, and uh, uh, the raising of chickens. And I, that was something that was foreign to me in Burlington. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good to get to travel the state during that time. And uh, obviously, uh, that type of uh, that type of uh, leadership uh, development uh, has uh, helped you a great deal down through the years. It has. And I've told the governor and I, I will tell anybody who asks, I, I truly believe the best workforce development program that we have in the state of Oklahoma is our FFA program. If you talk to any employer out there, uh, they need soft skills. They need folks that are going to show up. They're going to work hard mm-hmm. uh, that, that don't just sit there at the desk, but they're looking around trying to find uh, ways to improve the operation. Um, FFA does that better than anybody. Now we know know your folks, uh, great people. Uh, gr- growing up, what what do you what do you remember? Was, you know, anything kind of stick out in your mind that was uh, maybe a little humorous uh, down on down on the farm there with the Kissling Ranch? Uh, mo- most of the humorous things I probably can't share on a podcast. <laughs> but I, I've somebody did ask me that the other day of, of what do I miss about being back on the farm, and uh, and I remember in March every year that's whenever. Uh, we'd take cattle off wheat. And uh, back in those days, everybody rode horses in order to do it. Today, it seems like it's all four-wheelers. But back then, it was all horses. And we'd meet at 5 a.m. at the cafe every morning of the week, except for Sunday morning. And uh, you'd drink coffee, and all the cowboys would show up. And, and every day, you would pick a different person, and we'd all go and gather the cattle all morning long till about uh, till probably 11 o'clock or noon. And then everybody would go home, eat lunch, and they'd do their own chores. And I used to hate that. I hated getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, jumping on a horse, and, and gathering cattle. And then, uh, and then after it's over, you, that's probably the thing I miss more than anything else, being out there on, uh, at the wheat and, and uh, you know, the, the dew and the, the sun coming up. It was a great time. Everybody got along so mm-hmm. well. And uh, Anyway, I... I loved that growing up. You hate it then, but you love it now. Yeah, back. You know, I I do remember. Also, mm-hmm. uh, Dad was big on on working ground at night. We'd go twenty four hours, and that was back when we'd mow board plow everything. And there was one one night I remember. It was about three or four o'clock in the morning, uh, and I I must have nodded off or something. And Uh-oh. I woke up and was cutting a furrow right down the middle of the field, <laughs> and. Uh, and which uh, fortunately I woke up in time, but for those of you who farm, you know that then the rest of the night you got to cross that fur all night long uh, to remind yourself that you had screwed up. <laughs> Funny how things kind of remind get back and remind you. I know, things, I yeah. know, I remember that very well. Now you you obviously you're now in the in the Stitt administration, but uh, those early days coming out of OSU, you were working for another uh, legendary lawmaker and Senator Inhofe. Uh, how, how was that? Oh, it was it was amazing. I I really had planned on graduating from OSU and going and getting an MBA. In fact, I was going to go to Harvard. Was my my that was my plan in life. And somebody had told me, you need to get into the workforce first and work there for a couple of years and then go get an MBA so that you know what you're going to do with your life. 
And uh, after working for the senator for a couple of years, I figured out I was learning a lot more flying around the state <laughs> in a Grom and Tiger with, uh, uh, with Senator Inhofe than I ever would have uh, sitting in a lecture. So I, I stuck with him. And, and uh, he, is, uh, he was a, a great person to work for, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the best boss I've ever had. He just uh, uh, so passionate about this state, passionate about people, and uh, I learned a lot. We, we debated a lot of things. I didn't always agree with him on, on everything. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, he was great to work for. I know that uh, those those two positions, one at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the uh, head of the Oklahoma head of the uh, uh, what used to be called the what the Rural Development Agency. It's right. rural, I guess, well, just rural development now. Right. Uh, and then, of course, later uh, in Enid, uh, representing them and their marketing efforts uh, for, for economic development. Those two jobs both got you ready very uniquely to work here at the Department of Commerce. Well, one thing that I learned at USDA Rural Development, there was actually the, the combination of three agencies that had existed before. Uh, one was the Rural Utilities Service, so that we financed every rural water district, rural electric co-op, mm-hmm. um, uh, everything infrastructure-wise. Then we had the Rural Business Services, so we were doing guaranteed loans and direct loans for small businesses and large businesses that were growing. And then uh, uh, Farmers Home Administration, which was all the housing programs. So we had utilities, business, and housing. And uh, I, I didn't fully understand all of those industries until I got into that job and and I like to say today that th- that was really when my eyes were opened about economic development in our state because it happens so differently in in uh, in the different communities across the state. And in Poto, they grow differently than Woodward does. And Altus, their focus is going to be different than than Tahlequah. Some areas of the state, the tribe is is leading the effort. In some areas, it's a community action agency. Uh, in, in other areas, it's a chamber of commerce or it's the mayor, city manager. Um, but in every community, you can point to one person, one, a couple of people that are probably leading the charge. And, uh, and I, I, I believe in that even here at the Department of Commerce. Now, we've got to engage with those leaders. We've mm-hmm. got to equip those leaders. And we've got to make sure that they're aggressively trying to grow their, their community. That, that's how we become a top 10 state. Every one of those communities has to grow. Glad you brought up the top 10 part. We uh, obviously uh, that was kind of an inspiration for this particular podcast series, the uh, road to rural prosperity and and trying to get those top 10 uh, outcomes going on, obviously, in rural parts of our state. You were kind of one of those point people uh, during your years in Enid. Uh, What what did you learn there that you you brought uh, here to uh, to the Department of Commerce? Well, the, the first thing I learned is you've got to be aggressive and you've when you're trying to grow your economy you can't just sit by the phone and wait for it to ring um, you've got to be out building relationships and and you've got to tell your story uh, it, it's uh, uh, it's not hard to tell a story about living on a beach in california or uh, uh, with with research or, or medical community in houston everybody knows mm-hmm. about that uh, in Enid, you know, we were a town of 50,000 people with an Air Force base, and, and there was a specific story we had to tell about commuting patterns in that area in order to enhance the, the workforce numbers that we had, um, uh, some of the productivity numbers. We had to be able to share those. Uh, it's the same thing for the state of Oklahoma. We're, uh, uh, we have some perceptions around the world that we've got to correct and it's starting with with branding and implementing that that brand and and uh, sending people all around the world to tell our story. 
Brick Hissling with us today. He's the executive director of the Oklahoma Department of Commerce. And uh, we're going to continue with Brent here in just a moment. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. The Petroleum Alliance represents every segment of the oil and natural gas industry, speaking with one voice when advocating for the interest of its members, landowner partners, and employees. Our mission is to enhance Oklahoma's economy and every segment of the energy industry. Let's continue the journey on the road to rural prosperity, stories for rural Americans. Once again, here's host Ron Hayes. With us today, Brent Kissling. He is the uh, executive director of the Oklahoma Department of Commerce. I'm Ron Hayes, and this is the road to rural prosperity. We're traveling down that road today, Brent, and you are kind of the uh, one of the lead storytellers when it comes to economic prosperity for the state of Oklahoma. You're, you're trying to find what the story is and then helping to pull together all the strings to make those kind of success stories happen. What are the assets we have in Oklahoma that you're able to tell about? Well, the biggest asset we have is Ron Hayes, obviously. I mean, I've, I've, I guarantee you everything I've learned in life, I learned uh, right after the words Howdy Neighbors every every single morning. Feeding cattle growing up, um, but no, we we have some great assets here in the state, and and uh, uh, the governor has tasked us with trying to make sure we have a top ten growing economy here. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, you, you're talking about a pathway to prosperity in rural Oklahoma. We have a pathway that we have put together for this economic pers- uh, prosperity and economic growth. The first thing that we have got to do is we have got to have a strong brand. The governor figured that out way early. And he uh, appointed Lieutenant Governor Pinnell as the Secretary of Tourism and Branding. We have begun that process of establishing a strong brand here in the state. And uh, I'm anxious to see that rolled out later this fall and early next spring. We have got to grow the legacy companies that are already here. Um, I love going to groundbreakings and ribbon cuttings of big businesses that come to our state. Uh, but if we're going to be a top 10 growth state, we have to grow the companies that are already here, whether they be agriculture, energy, medical research, aerospace. We've, we've got to do that. Mm-hmm. We have to have targeted approaches to bringing in new industry. Um, and uh, we've, we've done a great job of that, I believe, over the last several years with aerospace. We've done it in renewable energy, gone from zero to second in the nation in, in wind energy. Um, we're starting to do that with automotive right now. Uh, I believe there's some opportunities for us in value-added agriculture and, and, uh, and some of those as well. And then the last thing is we, we have to have a culture of innovation uh, in our state. And I truly believe, Ron, that, that our rural areas are, are the most innovative areas that we have. Uh, I learned that on the farm. When you break down on the backside of the field, you have got to figure out how to get the tractor back around to the front. You've got to be innovative mm-hmm. in order to make that happen. And uh, a lot of times in, in our rural communities, you've got less uh, resources than maybe you do other, other areas. So you have got to be innovative on, on how you spend your dollar and how you invest them. We need to figure out ways to amplify that. Uh, uh, those are those are our biggest assets, and that mm-hmm. that's our road to uh, to making sure we're top ten. 
Now, you know, you, you mentioned several things I'm going to kind of follow up on, and sure. one of them is that value added in agriculture. Uh, I know you've had some conversations, and, and you've heard the talk anyway about, you know, well, we, we need to somehow be able to uh, to harvest our, our livestock. We obviously can with our, our seaboard plant with pork out in the panhandle, uh, but uh, there's always that been that uh, talk down through the years that we, we need a beef pa- uh, packing yep. plant of some sort. Yep. No, I completely agree. Uh, one of the reasons why we have peaks and valleys in our state budgets is because we truly are still a commodity-based economy mm-hmm. in Oklahoma between agriculture and energy. And uh, uh, if we're going to get out of that cycle, then we need to add value to those rich natural resources. And, and uh, uh, we're doing it on uh, on the hydrocarbon side, uh, trying to enhance that even more. Uh, but I, I, I believe in agriculture that's a huge opportunity for us. Uh, and it could be animal agriculture. It could be plant agriculture as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we send a lot of wheat out of this state that, that should be flour or should be pizza dough or hamburger buns. or It should be something that we've added more value to. And that's really the way uh, uh, economic development's happening nowadays. Um, that, that value add has to happen in one of two places. It has to happen either where the product is going to be sold or it's got to happen where it's grown. And uh, uh, we've not capitalized enough on adding value to that product where it's grown in our state. I know that uh, obviously your days at USDA, even then we were talking a lot about the need to try to upgrade some of the infrastructure. Uh, and, and one of those uh, one of those uh, things that's kind of like a poster child for rural uh, rural America these days is broadband, mm-hmm. making sure that we can get get that all accomplished. Are, are we are we making some progress, you think, in, in Oklahoma on getting broadband out in those rural areas of the state? Well, uh Here's the way I'll answer that. I, I think our number one economic development issue in Oklahoma is workforce development. That is our number one mm-hmm. issue that we got to fix. But our number one rural economic development issue is broadband development. Okay. We have broadband deserts all across the state uh, that we are trying to identify and correct. Um, we, uh, we need to be trying to set the bar very high. And uh, the governor has tasked Secretary Ostro, who is our uh, Secretary of Digital Transformation in the state, uh, with uh, laying out a plan for delivering broadband all across, uh, all across 77 counties. Uh, he is assembling all of the players, whether they'll be uh, in, in the electric world, in the fiber world, in the Internet world. Uh, the tribes are engaged in this discussion as well. Um, it, it is it is an exciting time to be part of that group and, uh, and figuring out how we can deliver. And, and with new technology right now, you don't necessarily have to have fiber that goes out to Kissling Farms five miles uh, outside of Burlington. Uh, there are some line of sight products now that uh, can get you to uh, some very quick connectivity times. And, uh, it, and it might not even be that we have to have state investments in order to have this uh, happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just breaking down barriers for, uh, uh, for some of our companies to invest. What, what are some early uh, success stories that uh, you've been proud of uh, during your time here at, uh, at Commerce? Well, uh, we've had a number of them. And, uh, um, you know, there's been a lot on the aerospace side, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Um, that's probably people ask me about surprises that I've had since I came into this. First of all, it's, it's I've been surprised with the pace of play with Governor Stitt and surprised with uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, different, no, oh, just activities here with the Department of Commerce. 
But it's been shocking to me how big the aerospace industry here is and how big Tinker Air Force Base is and, and what's happening uh, in Tulsa right now with aerospace. And so there's been a number of those announcements here uh, just over the last couple of a couple of weeks. Of course, Boeing is continuing to grow here. Uh, we have Kratos that's, that's making uh, uh, drones now. Uh, in this area, you've got uh, seaboard that's growing out in the Panhandle. Uh, that's very exciting. J and M mushrooms uh, growing as well in, in northeast Oklahoma. Uh, I'm going down to Durant here in a couple of weeks and, and touring some of their facilities uh, that have been announced just in the last couple of weeks. And um, I'm I'm trying to make sure that I cover all 77 counties with uh, uh, with with our growth opportunities. And anyway, it's it's fun to watch. I was at the Google plant yesterday and. Uh, there are cranes all over that place, and uh, you've got the largest, now the largest data center in the world. Well, I think it's second in the world, largest in North America. Uh, that's another huge opportunity for us um, in, in Oklahoma right now. You mentioned workforce development. Yep. What, is the, what is the key to be able to get folks to a point where they can fill those jobs successfully and, and, and impress these companies in such a way that they, uh, they'll keep, uh, keep pouring money into the state? Well, workforce development is actually simple, and it's uh, uh, just laying it out. There's two parts to it. You have to, you have to project what your jobs are going to be long-term, mm-hmm. and long-term is like the next five or six years. You have to figure out what, what kind of jobs you're going to need in the market, and then you've got to identify who's in the pipeline and assess those students that are coming out of K-12, at a career tech, at higher ed, and you've got to make sure that those two pipes are the same size and that they're connected and that you don't have leaks of coming out into Texas and Arkansas and, and some of our neighboring states. And you've got to make sure you're inspiring young people to be involved in jobs that, that are over here on, on your projection side. Um, that's the simple part of it. The difficult mm-hmm. part is making sure your projections are accurate and making sure that that you've inspired kids to go the uh, the right direction. Uh, the governor appointed a task force actually two weeks before his inauguration to, to design a new workforce development program. Uh, that was rolled out last week. We're in the implementation phase now, and, and uh, I'm very excited. You've got uh, Marcy Mack sitting at the table with Kurtech. You've got Joy Hoffmeister sitting there. You've got the chancellor sitting there. Everybody is working together right now trying to make sure that we support our companies. You are a product of uh, career tech uh, coming yes. out of the ag education uh, arena. Uh, is, is that a good, uh, good asset, you believe, for Oklahoma? Oh, it's a huge asset for us. Huge, and Marcy does such a good job over uh, at Career Tech and all of our superintendents. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we do workforce development very well in pockets around our state. Uh, the reason why we tend to rank low quite a bit uh, with assessments on workforce is that uh, uh, we don't, we're not consistent all across the state. And, and that's part of the workforce plan of making sure that we have local industries uh, that are engaged in local curriculum Perfect. and uh, um, anyway, I, yes, career tech is a huge, huge part of the process. Kind of winding down, uh, Brent, let, let, let's talk about where, where you think we ought to be in the next, uh, you mentioned uh, that uh, four, five, six year time frame. Uh, where can Oklahoma be if we uh, if we get all these parts lined up and move in the right direction, mm-hmm. we we will be a top ten economic state. I guarantee you that. There are three metrics that we track very closely: mm-hmm. uh, job growth, uh, which we've not done a good job the last five years for sure. We've been in the low forties as far as job growth, uh, GDP, um, GDP growth. 
again, the last five years we've been in the 30s uh, as far as ranking uh, among all the states. And then personal income growth. We've actually, the last five years, we've actually been dead last in personal income growth among the 50 states. Um, we're already starting to see some things turn around. Our GDP growth in the first quarter of this year was sixth in the nation. And if you add in the, the fourth quarter of 2018, we were actually second in the nation in GDP growth. So we've, we've got some great momentum going right now. Um, but, uh, but we've got to continue to grow our legacy companies. We've got to diversify our economy so that, uh, so that we're not just uh, relying on, on commodity prices to, to pay the bills. And, uh, and we've got to make sure that every one of our communities is being aggressive. We do have communities, and, and it's, it may be controversial to say this, but we have communities in Oklahoma that don't have a desire to grow. Um, we want to make sure we inspire they, they, them. They'll achieve that goal. <laughs> they will. Well, if you're not growing, you're dying. And, and the reason why we want to grow is not to put dollars in people's pockets and, and not to make sure we have more tax revenues. Um, I've got a... I've got a daughter that's a freshman at OSU, and I've got a son that's a senior at OSU. I want to make sure that they stay here in the state of Oklahoma, or at least have the opportunity to stay mm-hmm. here in the, the state of Oklahoma after they graduate. And that's why we do economic development, to make sure that that next generation at least has the opportunity to stay here. And if we can do that, then we don't have to fly to Houston or Dubai to spoil grandkids someday. We want to keep families together here in the state. That's why we do economic development. I feel honored to be a part of that process. Very good. Brent, appreciate your time today, sir. Thank Executive you, Director of the Oklahoma Department of Commerce, Brent Kissling, join us today on the road to rural prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes reporting. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies.